0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Kings of the Queen City. BYU shuts down Cincinnati. What's your number one takeaway from a 17-point win? 17, you say? ESPN's
1: Trevor Manich on what impressed him the most from BYU on Saturday and which opponent he wants BYU to play
0: in the poinsettiable. Plus, selection Monday for fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer and are going-for-two picks going down to the wire. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store.
1: Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, November 7th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mannequin Challenge associate producer, Jerem Jordan.
1: I'm really glad that uh, my memo got to the gymnastics team. Because if you missed it, they they produced the best one I've seen. Okay, if you don't know what the mannequin challenge is, you hold still and someone... Uh, shoots a video. It, it feels 3D-ish, you know, whatever. There's a certain song called, what, Black Beatles? Black Beatles. That you play along with it. Okay, so we sent out a snap of us doing our mini man- mannequin challenge here. Uh, maybe we'll do something bigger than that later. The gymnastics team nailed it. If you haven't seen this, holy shnikes, they're on the bars and the vault and on the mats and everything. On the beam. On <laughs> the beam. This has over 2 million views. ESPNW. Tweeted this out uh, and and got this out anymore. This is unbelievable. I, I've seen a bunch of these. TCU did it after their win over Baylor on Saturday, but BU gymnastics is the best one I've seen. Period.
0: Yeah how do you how do you get stuck as the person on the bar that has to uh, yeah, hold that yeah. impossible Seri- stance? Serious,
1: you drew the wrong straw, and people don't <laughs> even draw straws nowadays. Love the tweet from at ESPNW. So cool.
0: Yeah. If if you haven't seen it, check it out. This is better than
1: the than the ice bucket challenge. I'll tell you that. Even though that was for a good cause, <laughs> but this yeah. one's more entertaining. It is more entertaining. Yeah, I just hold still. I don't have to have ice down my shirt.
0: Hey, I, I've got something for you, Jeremy. What do you what do you have? So Spender? the fantastic folks of Springboro, Ohio. Oh, you mentioned this on the postgame show, yeah, or shout, the uh, pregame. Show. Shout out to Chris Clark. They gave us a couple of T-shirts. He said, look, we've got 30 people here, tons nice. of people watching in Springboro. That's cool. They were excited about BYU being in Ohio for the first time. So, uh, yeah, they gave us two designs. Sweet. One uh, has the state of Ohio, Ohio outlined Ohio, Ohio. and Springboro written in cursive letters. And, and Jerem's got awesome. the uh, Sparty S yeah, with Springboro. Yeah. But they're both royal blue. That's very nice. That's
1: very cool. Thank you for those T-shirts. Well, Which one you do go. you want?
0: I, I don't know. You care. take the one you want. I I don't know.
1: I do. I'll take this
2: one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You take the one you want. Yeah, I'll take the one. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU beats Cincinnati, as we just mentioned, 20-3 on Saturday in the Cougars' first ever game in Ohio. Taysom Hill threw for 130 yards, rushed for 75. Jamal Williams went 25 carries for 92 yards. And on defense, Francis Bernard had nine tackles and a pass breakup. Almost a shutout.
1: Almost shut out is right. Uh, more on our going for two picks and uh, following up coming up. Uh, and there was some drama there. There really was. Mm. BYU moved up to number 32 in ESPN's Football Power Index. How about that? A couple spots ahead of Utah, which is kind of crazy, right? The Cougars projected win-out percentage now is 85%. That's Yeah, it should be when it's Southern Utah, UMass, and Utah State, which is number one in the country. And it should be. So BYU expected to win out. Ain't four regular seasons going to happen, people, and that is awesome.
0: Pacing for an independent conference, non-conference championship. We'll, we'll,
1: get, we'll get to that coming up. We'll update <laughs> the standings, baby. We're playing for something.
0: Fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer shutout Gonzaga on senior night. Six to nothing.
1: Guess who had the first goal there? Paige Hunt of Barker. Cor- of course she who did. Who
0: only had one goal all year, and
1: then she comes on the show last week, and
0: boom, she has the game-winning goal. Of How cor- about that? Of course she did. Do you doubt? No. Do you doubt the power of the BYU Sports Nation karma? The power! Fifth straight West Coast Conference title for BYU women's soccer. Five. The drive
1: for five is complete, (laughs) Jerem. The the best team, the, the team that's transitioned the best in terms of conference titles to the West Coast Conference, women's soccer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 2016 NCAA Division I. Women's soccer NCAA tournament Field announced today four thirty Eastern on NCAA.com. Following the selection program, BYU TV Sports Facebook page will have a Facebook live event with players and coaches, tons of reaction on the way.
1: What seed do you think they'll get? A number two seed. A number two seed. I and, want BYU to be seed, a number one seed. Don't they I, seed the top four in each yes. region of sixteen? Yes. Okay. So it's would, not like the NCAA men's basketball team. It's not like, there's a 12 seed taking on a five. It's not like that.
0: I would love for BYU to be a number one seed, but I don't think it's going to happen. A two seed. <sighs> and that's the situation
1: where you've played too many teams in conference that are like in the 200s or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. The RPI,
0: the, the RPI they, they, got, uh, they dropped off a little bit because their schedule to end the season was very weak.
1: Yeah. Six nothing guns, I guess. The 14th ranked women's volleyball team swept St. Mary's the Fighting Della Saturday. Veronica Jones-Perry, shout out to Copper Hills High School, had nine kills and six blocks. Very nice. They have five more regular season matches. Women's volleyball goes a while, man.
0: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Kings of the Queen City. BYU football's (laughs) first game in the state of Ohio. And the Cougars drop a 17-point win on the Bearcats of Cincinnati. How many? 17. How about that? In front of an estimated 8,000 BYU fans. A 15-year season ticket holder for since he said he had never seen a road crowd like that. Not from the University of Miami, the real you, or from Houston, or from any other team that has ever played at Nippert Stadium, he said that yeah. was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. The win moves BYU to 5-4 and four on the season, and now a win away from bowl eligibility. So there's your backdrop, yeah. uh, backdrop. Get involved in the convo, my friends, by answering today's Twitter question.
1: What was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win at Cincinnati? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, I guess some fans just stayed there from Kirtland, you know what I'm saying? At SA underscore BYU fan. Youth showed on D in coverage. Lots of issues with pass timing, and Tui elements. a huge loss for the D-line.
0: BYU that won the game away. by 17 did, plus. Yeah, did BYU <laughs> win the game or not? Wow. <laughs> that makes it sound like I, they did not honestly, win the game.
1: <laughs> honestly, it was a boring game, but BYU won by 17, which is great. Um, and, of course, that was finally I got a 17 plus prediction right. <laughs> And, I, started, but to, I, I knew- started to
0: laugh as soon as that field goal went through.
1: Oh, on that drive, I was like, cash money, bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's my two takeaways. So uh, use the hashtag BYUUSN win. 17 plus. I, I really felt strongly that BYU would come out in this game and they would play really well. Uh, and I thought they played well enough. Uh, to me, this should have been a 34-3 to kind of score. Uh, BYU's offense did not push it the way I wanted them to. But 17 plus is great. Number two, BYU's offense is not explosive. And I'm okay with that. Earlier in the season, I would have been a little more fired up about that. A 17-point win is always awesome, right? But to be offense, I just think they have playmakers to a level that is higher than what they're executing. That's why it's frustrating. Jamal Williams did have 92 yards, but it was on 25 carries. 3.7 a pop. You don't want to be sub-4. You want to be above-4. Explosive plays. The flea flicker to Jonah Treneman? Hey, that was nice. That should have been a touchdown. That should have been a touchdown. The Nick Kurtz, another Jonah Truneman pass that was picked off. So th- there's only one team in college football that has less 30-plus yard pass plays than BYU and 40-plus. Um, and, and that's a tough stat. But BYU's won four of the last five. They were one and three. They're in a good spot. They're going to win the next three. They're going to finish the regular season eight and four. I feel good about it. I'm, it's, not, it's not worth getting uh, too worked up over at this point. It's game nine. You are what you are. Has this team improved a ton? No, but I thought they were a quality team to begin with, and they've showed that, one winning four of the last five.
0: What's the regression to the mean on offense for BYU? Because they have shown the ability to explode for big points. They scored 55 against Toledo, 32 against West Virginia, and 31 against Michigan State. Yeah,
1: that, Cincinnati was in line defensively with those teams, and that's why not getting into the 30s or even 40s was kind of... I'm not gonna. Compl- I'm not gonna be overly negative
0: about a 17 point win. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, and you shouldn't be, and especially coming off of 16 days in between games. I anticipated some rust. I, and I anticipated. And BYU was really
1: rusty. They had three points until the last minute
0: of, of the, the first, first half. half. Yeah. yeah, they scored that touchdown to go up ten and, to three. And,
1: and like Taysom is nine touchdown passes in nine games. Like that is a crazy number,
0: right? J underscore royal o nine tweets in in response uh, or kind of in coordination with what you were saying Jerem I just wish the offense was clicking way too many throws under thrown or behind the back oh well we still won
1: yeah and that's part of it BYU will win the next three ain't four it exceeded my expectations for the regular season I called for seven so eight eight's awesome man
0: BYU's Great. got a shot at nine wins
1: in line for nine Spencer yes thank anchor you Anchor that's
0: my next anchor boy line <laughs> <laughs> My two takeaways, starting with number one, BYU's defense did not allow a touchdown. Yeah. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Saturday was just the third time since 2012 BYU has held an opponent to three points or less. Savannah State, November 22nd, 2014. That's a lower division opponent. Sixty-four to nothing win and a six to three victory against Utah State on October fifth of twenty twelve.
1: That's pretty crazy. It's only been three times last four plus seasons, almost five. Wow. So, so what BYU did there was impressive. Cincinnati's not a world-beater, right? This is a team that's one and four in the American. And so, BYU played well. This is not the same Cincinnati program that went twelve and zero in oh nine.
0: Kalani Satake, not to be confused with Salani Katake, (laughs) (laughs) called the win exhilarating, and not because it was all over the field offensive fireworks, but because he's a defensive-minded coach, and his defense nearly pitched a shutout.
1: That's pretty awesome. And you were close, on one of you are going for two picks there. BYU goes down 3-0. Many a first drive this year for BYU has resulted in points. But there have been adjustments made most of the time. Michigan State was the same way. BYU won that game by 17, but allowed an opening score. Uh, BYU able to get another turnover um, in this game. More interceptions. This, this uh, BYU pass defense can pick the ball off uh, with the best one. BYU has trailed in all five of their wins. It's pretty crazy. All yeah, no wire-to-wire wins. You know what's going to happen the next two weeks? Wire wire-to-wire wire-winns. wins. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the third week,
0: too. My second takeaway, BYU's receivers were pretty good on Saturday. A lot of tough catches.
1: Post-Boise State, this was important.
0: Nick Kurtz, high-pointing the ball. He made a nice snag for a first down going Mm -hmm. up really high. Uh, Mitchell Juergens made a great catch that was thrown behind him going down to the ground for a first down. Jonah Trineman, that catch that he made falling down was not easy. I mean, he he still had to secure the ball and come back to get it. That should have been a touchdown. I thought the receivers did a nice job stepping up after some criticisms against Boise State, and, and they did what they needed to do. So that's my second takeaway of the day, along with BYU not allowing a touchdown. Awesome. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win at Cincinnati, at R. Greenhouse? As there is still a lot of room for improvement, but overall I'm happy. Defense was great. We should win out. Uh, that'd be a yes with a capital Y. BYU has the highest chance to win out, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. They should. Last three games, those teams stink. At, at FCS, 1-7 UMass, and Utah State's 3-6. and six. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, another Maddich Monday. ESPN college football insider Trevor Maddich joins us to review BYU Cincinnati and preview southern Utah. Should the Cougars sleep on the Thunderbirds? And who does he want to face in the Poinsettia Bowl?
1: Don't sleep on Idaho State.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN to answer the following Twitter question. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win at Cincinnati?
1: After further review, we'll get you ready for Southern Utah and recap Cincinnati. It's coming up tomorrow night. Tuesday night, 7 Eastern time on BYU TV.
0: At Tavita underscore max says, My biggest takeaway is Taysom Hill continues to struggle with the easy throws and excels in tough
1: throws. What's an easy throw and what's a tough throw? Because I just discussed non-explosive nature of BYU's offense. It just is what it is at this point. I'm not overly frustrated because it just is what it is. Nine games in the books. Three easy opponents coming up. It's not something to get worked up over, in my opinion.
0: Let's discuss it more with our good friend from ESPN, BYU national champion college football insider Trevor Maddich, joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, nice to have you back on the show. BYU won by seventeen in the Eastern Time Zone at Nippert Stadium. What was your biggest takeaway from the Cougars' twenty to three win?
2: Yeah, well, it was how tough they were. I mean, they played they played tough defenses they normally do. Jamal Williams, at running back, didn't have spectacular numbers, but he grounded out with about 24, 25 carries, almost 100 yards, just just physical pounding, grind-out-the-clock, old-school football. And I thought, I thought that toughness was a, was a great thing that stood out.
1: Okay, I just mentioned it, but BYU's offense uh, continues to be kind of non-explosive, right? Um, is that okay at this point? It just is what it is after nine games, or is there some level of frustration
2: with them? Well, there, there's a level of frustration, but that's different from assigning blame for it. Once again, we're looking at a offensive personnel group that was recruited to the go fast, go hard style of play. This gets this offense gets their big plays in different ways with decoding the defense and using pro-style route combinations in some ways. And, and so it takes time to adapt to that. It takes time to adapt the personnel and the mindset to that. the The thing is, there was only one pass play over – 12 yards in this game, and that was that, that flea flicker to Trinnaman. Other than that, they're just they're just not connecting on those. But, you know, it, it's the kind of thing that you can be frustrated by, but I wouldn't be mad at because they, they are who they are, and they're finding ways to get the job done anyhow. And I think that's one thing that we'll see going forward now over these next couple of games is maybe a little bit more uh, work on the timing passing game against some opponents that they should be able to beat pretty handily because they'll need to get better at that in order to win the bowl game.
0: So besides maybe the timing of passing, is there anywhere else specifically you feel like BYU needs to improve over the final three regular season games against inferior competition?
2: Well, I'd like to see tighter pass coverage. Uh, I'd like to see, uh, more guys get to the quarterback. I mean, Fred Warner and some of those guys are getting there when they're rushing, but they need to have a more consistent pass rush, I think. They, they're doing a good job of, of making the quarterback uncomfortable. Now let's finish it more. Uh, and, and then on the other side, protect the quarterback in the pocket better. They're, they're doing a pretty good job of that in recent games, but they need to do better. And I think that ultimately it's a matter of the quarterback and receiver positions kind of getting, taking the next step forward in the concept of pre-snap read, decode the defense, and then figure out the disguise on the first second after the snap. And then by the time you finish your drop, you know where you're going with the ball. That's the kind of thing that, that they're not doing right now. And again, it's frustrating, but I'm not mad at them. Because it's not what they're suited to do. It's not what they've practiced all their lives to do. And it's something that's new. And then the fact that they are getting some good throws down the field from time to time is, I guess, where we have to hang our hat and say, OK, well, that's, that's better than nothing, and let's, let's accept what they are rather than be mad about what they're not.
1: At the beginning of the season, uh, you always hope that a team improves uh, week to week uh, throughout. That's the goal. Uh, where has this team improved, in your opinion, from week one to now here in week ten?
2: Well, you know, I think week one to week ten, they've been doing about the same things pretty well. I think the running game has done really well. I think special teams and kicking has done quite well. I think the the secondary and the defense overall as ball hawking machines have done very well. And it's not like they weren't doing it well early, and now they're doing it better. I think that's kind of what their strength has been. They've maintained those strengths, and they've built on those strengths. The weaknesses have been ones that have been from the beginning as well, and they've, they've really not shown tremendous improvement in those weaknesses. And that's so what we talked about in terms of the passing game. Uh, the this West Coast-style passing game that they want to kind of filter into this thing. Uh, and so, you know, uh, ultimately, the thing that I see now that is encouraging from what we saw from the beginning of the season is that through the struggles early in the season and the close losses early in the season, they, they've stayed together. The close losses have made them tighter. As a unit, uh, they have driven. I think the coaches and the players together in a way that makes them even more of a team. You know, I think my my impression of a team, I think was was personified in a baseball game where the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins, uh, were paying respect to a teammate that died in a boating accident. And before the next game that they played, they all walked out to the pitcher's mouth, all in uniform. They all put their ball caps on the pitcher's mouth. So the pitcher's mouth was completely covered with Marlins ball caps. And they were together as one. And they were emotional. There were tears. And to me, that just embodied team. And it was adversity that really brought that out in them. This is not that kind of adversity that BYU has been dealing with. It's the adversity of close losses, which is nothing like life and death. But you see this a similar response to that kind of adversity in driving them together. And ultimately, over the trajectory of the season, I see that as the most impressive and most important thing.
0: Trevor, I'm going to read off the five wins that BYU has, and I want you to tell me which is the most impressive to this point. Arizona, Toledo, Michigan State... Mississippi State, and now Cincinnati. What is BYU's best win thus
2: far? I think the most impressive was Arizona. Just because that was an opener on the road with new systems on both sides. The, the defense really stepped up. The offense did what it had to do in special teams with a young kicker who had never kicked the ball before in his life at this level, uh, kicks the game winner at the end. I mean, we, all of that put together, I think set BYU up for a lot of positive things this year. Now, that's not their best opponent by far, but, excuse me, but that was to me their most impressive win just because of, it, it occurred in the opener at a time when no one knew who BYU would be.
1: Each year, uh, and this started in 2013 uh, with the start of this show, uh, we've we've received a certain line from you the week of an FCS opponent for BYU. So originally it was "Don't sleep on Idaho State." Uh, can we get a "Don't sleep on Southern Utah"?
2: Don't sleep on Southern Utah. You happy about that? that <laughs> <good>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first year, I think you were serious. Um, are you serious about Southern Utah? Don't sleep on them?
2: Yeah, well, thing about Southern Utah that you've got to watch for is that everybody that played, plays there wishes they would have played at BYU. So you've got this being their Super Bowl, and you do have to be careful that you don't go in flat. Now, having said that, BYU would have to be awfully flat in order to drop this game. And so I'm not terribly worried about it. To me, this is more of an opportunity to to do some good things with the starters, get some good rhythm with the starters and then and then develop some of the 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 backup guys because that's something b y u hasn 't had many opportunities to do because so many games have been within a field goal right down to the wire they haven't had a chance to to develop some of the guys that are a, a, a relative drop off to the guys in front of them, but that they will need either later in the season if there's an injury, or definitely next year. And so these next few games give them an opportunity to do that. Nothing against Southern Utah. But that's kind of what this game is set up to be.
1: Bronco Mendenhall was against running up a score. Okay, Different coaches, different philosophies, right? Tanner Mangum's going to play in this game Saturday. Yet, um, what's your opinion on... Can you pass the ball if you're up 50 in the third quarter? Do you wait until the fourth? Is it like seven minutes left in the fourth? What's, what's your uh, philosophy on these kinds of games and how long you should keep the pedal down?
2: My philosophy is uh, both head coaches should meet at the middle of the field before the game, and, and Coach Satake should say to the Southern Utah coach, this is not personal, but we need to get Tanner Mangum some reps. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to keep throwing the ball. I'm not trying to run up the score on you guys, but you need to know that for the development of our program, this is really necessary for us. Sort of apologize in advance. And then put the hammer down and go, 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 go. Because Mangum had a lot of great throws last year, but this is his first year in this offense as well. And he's got not a single pass attempt this season. And so I think that, that that this is an important game for him to, to get his feet wet and to get the timing down. Now, obviously, the the competition isn't what it will be uh, when they face FBS opponents over the last couple of weeks and then the uh, the bowl game. But it's it's something that he needs. It's something that he needs not just for this year and possibly in the bowl game, but he needs it for next year too. Because basically the BYU offensive staff doesn't know what they have in Tanner Magum. They just don't know. They think they have an idea. They see him in practice in this system. But they don't know what he can do in, in a game. And so part of the issue is getting him reps. So part of the issue is for Ty Detmer and the offensive coaches to see what he does well what he struggles with a little bit, what his strengths are that they can build on going into next season, and things that, that are very important from the standpoint of the coach's identification of a player's capabilities. So I think that's another reason why they need to throw the ball with Tanner.
0: It's another Maddich Monday with ESPN's Trevor Maddich talking about BYU in southern Utah on Saturday afternoon live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern. Trevor, when you look at what BYU can accomplish on Saturday, obviously the one that jumps off the page is well, they can get to win number six and get bowl eligible. At this point, who do you want BYU to play in the Poinsettia Bowl? San Diego State, Wyoming, or Boise State are the three that look like will be the potential opponents.
2: Well, of those three, I'd rather BYU face Wyoming or San Diego State, because Boise is the the hardest team for BYU to beat because of their balance on offense. They're able to throw the ball exceptionally well. They run the ball very well. I think San Diego State and Wyoming, especially Wyoming, are more, more based on the run. Wyoming, especially, is geared towards the run. Plus, Wyoming, from a defensive standpoint, I think is the most susceptible. To BYU's running attack, so I think that the, the game that they're most likely to win, although certainly no guarantee, is Wyoming. My my kind of emotional core wants Boise State to have a chance to avenge this one point loss earlier in the season. But if you look at it from a, just a cerebral standpoint, the the game that they're most that they have the best chance to win from a matchup standpoint, that is Wyoming. Not because Wyoming isn't good. Wyoming beat Boise State but it's because of the way the matchup sets up against BYU's strengths.
1: Hashtag safety dance. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, the, uh, the new uh, top four according to both the polls, uh, of course the uh, college football playoff poll coming out tomorrow night, uh, Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, and Washington. Which of these teams won't be in the playoff, Trevor? Washington, because
2: Washington State's going to beat them in the Apple Cup and win the Pac-12. Mm. Mm. You've said that for a couple weeks now. Yes, I have, and I do believe that. That's nothing against Washington, by the way. I think Washington is fantastic. It's just that if you catch Washington State on a day when their offense is humming at home in Pullman, they're 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 really hard to stop. Really hard to stop. So I see that as being the most likely. Now, Michigan, I think, is the most likely to to give and really the, the, to give the Big Ten two teams uh, in the playoff because if Michigan wins out except for a close game at Ohio State. If they lose that game at the end of the season but play very well, then Ohio State will go on to the Big Ten championship game. If they win that, that leaves Ohio State as the Big Ten champ playing well at the end of the season, and a Michigan team that has been dominant all year long who only lost one game, and that is on the road to a team that's playing really well at the end of the season. And if the Pac-12 does end up with well, a Washington or a Colorado as the, as the conference champion, That gives the committee an excuse to look for a team that did not win their conference to put in. Now, Texas A&M, in the initial ranking, was number four, and they were in position to be that first team that didn't win their own conference to make it into that fourth spot should there be other conference champions faltering. But they laid a gargantuan egg and got crushed by Mississippi State, the team that BYU handled pretty well. So they're out of it now. So so really, Michigan, I think if they lose that game, don't count out them being in the playoff anyhow.
0: ESPN's Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation as part of Maddich Monday. Is anybody going to beat Alabama, Trevor?
2: Alabama is not unbeatable. I think LSU showed how you do it. They held Alabama to just one touchdown. It was just that their their offense couldn't score, and that's sort of the formula this year. The formula is your defense has to hold the ball, hold the score way down, and then you've got to hope for a good bounce of the ball. You've got to hope for an Alabama defender to fall down on a pass play, something like that, in order for you to have a chance. Alabama's defense is reconfigured now from a couple of years ago. It used to be that the formula for beating them was shown by Ole Miss, where you have a, a mobile quarterback that can extend the play. That can also be accurate enough to throw to big receivers down the field who could win the ball in the air. That's how Mississippi State did it. That's how Clemson scored 40 points on them in the National Championship game this last year. Well, the the thing about Alabama's defense, though, is that, is that they have fully come around to where they are now slightly smaller on their front seven. They are much faster on their front seven. So mobile quarterbacks have nowhere to run. They can close the distance and drag them down without having to, to worry about those big thumpers in there trying to lumber after a fast quarterback. That, that's in the past. Also, they have at least three linebackers and at least three defensive linemen who can individually defeat pass blockers to sack the quarterback. Behind, they play the most aggressive brand of cover two men, of pass coverage of anybody in the nation, with some of the best athletes in the nation on defense. So defensively, Good luck trying to move the ball against them without just a <laughs> fortunate bounce of the ball once in a while. Uh, but their offense is where they're susceptible because Jalen Hurts is still a freshman, true freshman, at quarterback. And you can slow them down on offense, but that—that that is the formula. So who could beat them? Who's got the ability to do that? Michigan has a defense to be able to, to put a clamp on Alabama's offense. Ohio State has that kind of a defense. Uh, Clemson has that kind of a defense. So uh, there are teams out there that can hold the score down, but then after you've held the score down with great defensive play, you still have to get lucky on special teams or offense to be able to beat them.
0: We have thrown everything at you, including the kitchen sink, Trevor, and you have knocked it out of the park once again. We appreciate the time, man.
2: I appreciate it, guys. Thanks.
0: Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win at Cincy? Trevor Maddich liked BYU's... Dominating, tough defense—hard not to like that. When BYU's loved it, only held three teams in the past four years to so three points or less. At Bleed Cougar Blue says the defense played as a unit and made plays when necessary. Players stepped up to fulfill new roles, and BYU's playing without Travis Tui Loma.
1: That's true. They wanted to get home to the quarterback more. They did not. They got their average of two. Right, Corbin Kafusi had a nice sack, tripped up Gunnar Keel, so that was good. But at this point, BYU's five and four. They are what they are. They play three winnable opponents. They'll get to eight and four. The the challenge now for BYU is not in the next three. The question is how much will we see Tanner Mangum. And the challenge is go win that bowl game and finish in line for nine. And And then you go into next year and you're feeling good.
0: And Trevor says he wants Wyoming as BYU's opponent that would be the most winnable game for the Cougars in San Diego. I
1: never want Wyoming in anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't hunt, so sorry. Oh, what if they're ranked? No, I don't want Wyoming in <laughs> anything. I'll be fine with that. Like, it, they're good this year, so that could be a fun game.
0: And they have 10 it's wins. It's just not my
1: ideal. Yeah. Game.
0: They hate BYU. That would make it fun.
1: Yeah, because of people like me.
0: More BYU Sports Station <laughs> on the way. Exactly. The Cougars making a move in the independent standings. Plus, BYU women's soccer awaiting their seed in the NCAA tournament. Oh. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. WYO! Man, yeah, sports.
1: <laughs> One of our former students, uh, Spencer King, is from Wyoming. He's getting a law degree at Wyoming right now. I like him. Men's basketball plays BYU Hawaii in the exhibition <laughs> Wednesday. Their final tune-up before the Princeton Tigers. It's at 9 Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio this Wednesday. Okay, now you showed me something during the break that has changed my life. Okay, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Seven
1: Habits of hut Nope, it's not that. You showed me a video of a baby iguana.
0: Yes, a hatchling. A hatchling
1: having to try, and you just tweeted out, having to avoid uh, a bunch of snakes. Runner to get to snakes is Runner what they're snakes. called. I, that's one of the most amazing videos I've ever seen. You just tweeted out, everyone's got to watch this. I am still like shaking from watching this video. It was three times more entertaining than the BYU Cincinnati game Saturday. Oh my gosh. It's
0: reminiscent of the one score games that BYU has played. The emotions (sighs) and drama and feelings are very similar.
1: Except on this, the Iguana had a pass option.
0: Oh. 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 I have to do it. He escapes the grasp. It's too easy. It Fourth is. and 19. It's too easy. Uh, <laughs> Great fodder for us, I'll tell you that. Oh, my goodness. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Let Jerem catch his breath after watching I'm the sweating. iguana hatchling oh take on goodness. the runner snakes. <laughs> BYU beat Cincinnati 20-3. <laughs> the Cougars' first ever game in Ohio. Taysom Hill threw for 130 yards, rushed for 75 and a touchdown. Jamal Williams had 25 carries for 92 yards. Francis Bernard led the defense with nine tackles and a pass breakup, only giving up three points.
1: That's awesome. And BOA moved up to number 32 in ESPN's football power index. The Cougars' projected win-out percentage is 85%. That's tops in the nation. Bring it on, Southern Utah, UMass, and Utah State.
0: The fourth-ranked BOA women's soccer team shut out Gonzaga six to nothing on Saturday. That means over the last three games, they have outscored the competition. 14 to nothing. That is good. An average of almost five goals a game in Mm. the final three. Mm.
1: That's good soccer, baby. They they did what
0: they could to, to be impressive against teams they should dominate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How will that shake out when the NCAA seeds each of the 64 women's soccer teams in the NCAA tournament? We find out today, 4.30 Eastern on NCAA.com. Following the selection show, BYU TV Sports Facebook page will have a Facebook live event featuring reaction immediately from players and coaches.
1: And the 14th ranked women's volleyball team swept the fighting Della of St. Mary's on Saturday. Veronica Jones-Perry of Copper Hills High School had nine kills, and six blocks.
0: Awesome. Hey, and a headline we didn't uh, mention earlier this, in the show, Jeremy. this is Jeremy. a
1: big one. I, I can't believe we're 39 minutes into the show, and we haven't mentioned this at all.
0: BYU lost in a League of Legends battle <laughs> against the University of Utah. We'll give them that one. Three to nothing.
1: One of the BYU players was named Jimmer Fredette. So I watched <laughs> for like one minute because I've heard that esports are big. I'm, I personally am not. Are not into them, but I've heard this. And it's growing, right? It's like the cross. It's going to take over. Um, <laughs> still waiting. Like soccer from the 90s. And, and I watched for one minute, and one of the BYU players was named Jim Fradette. So there was like this dragon, like doing its thing, shooting fireballs or whatever, <laughs> as Jim <or> Fradette. <laughs> but unfortunately, the dragon didn't play any defense.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, you're full of one-liners today, aren't yeah. you?
1: Anchor boy strikes again. <laughs> you're just... In line for nine, Spencer.
0: You're, you're throwing fireballs
1: Bring today. it. <laughs> Bring it. Hey, at BYU Clark, uh, who gave you the shirts? Yes, yes. He just tweeted. Sup, so up, Springboro, Ohio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the shirts. Thanks for the shirts. Also, League of Legends. So cool.
0: <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from I want to play League of Legends
1: in Wyoming
0: <laughs> with a bunch of snakes. <laughs> what is happening? What is happening right now? Oh, answer today's Twitter question using the hashtag BYUS and at Jeffries. Jeffrey says a win is a win is a win.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to give some. Uh... Humorous commentary on the entertainment value of said game. But winning is awesome, especially by 17. We'll, we'll get to that uh, in our going for two picks a little later.
0: At Andy Newman 08 says, This is the best team that never was. <laughs> four losses by eight points total, but we're still a solid group. Bright future ahead. Can you imagine if BYU finishes the season 9-4 and four with a bowl game win? I've imagined this, yes. And we say, and the four losses... Were by eight now, points now will combined.
1: That be, will that be great or terrible? Yeah, will that be maddening? It's not in the middle; it's one or the other. Will that be maddening? He's mad. Oh, yeah, I man. yeah, I don't know.
0: At wife or live, Cincinnati win was a two cow wife during the game, <laughs> but BYU turned it into a four cow wife by the end. Is that because they held Cincinnati well, how th- you ugly? to three points?
1: What a classic! I just want to yell that out. Uh, like a concert when it kind of gets quiet and the one guy yells. That's a great line.
0: By the way, Jerem, the current independent standings. Oh, let's get to
1: this. You know, For am, BYU
0: football. I tweet
1: this out on the reg. You tweet.
0: Have the Cougars tied with the Black Knights of Army oh, at yeah. 5 and 4. Oh,
1: let's go. Boom. Independence. We should almost play the fife and drum on this. BYU is tied with Army. Okay. Notre Dame stinks this year. They're 3 and 6, so byu has got a shot. UMass two and eight. I said they were one and seven. My bad. Maybe hey, always totally got a missed. big
0: independent showdown with the Minutemen oh, in, in a couple of weeks. It is huge.
1: Yes, get it. Yes, we should march in into the stadium like uh, the, the uh, Patriot dudes at the at the home games there. What will Kalani Sitake potentially do that Bronco Mendenhall never did? Yeah, yeah. Now we're talking independence, man. <laughs> what is Kalani or Stalani Kotake going to do that uh, Bronco Bendenhall never did? Win the Independence Conference uh, sta- Championship. Now want, we're talking. Don't, to, don't tell me BYU's not playing for anything.
0: You want to know what's crazy? Okay, we, we're in a situation where Army could go to a bowl game and Michigan the, State will not.
1: And, and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame will not. Listen, Utah State, by the way, is 3-6. and six. They play they, New Mexico at Nevada and then Brigham. Got I hope out. they win the next two and then BYU plays Utah State to eliminate them from a bowl game.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. No, that's a rivalry edge that we need, right? Yes. Wee, wee. Let's bring some drama to it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we see just how good we are at predicting the future. Oh we put. review our going for two picks. It went down to the wire. Ah! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, hanging out live in Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: And today at 1 p.m. Eastern time, we'll be live with uh, Solani Katake, a.k.a. Kalani Satake, uh, (laughs) at the weekly press conference that's coming up at the top of the hour, uh, 1 Eastern time here in 15 minutes plus. A, uh, that's the weekly press conference for BYU football, by the way. Uh, plus a bonus Facebook Live event after the NCA Women's Soccer Selection Show. That starts at uh, 4.30 Eastern Time. So right after that show, so 30 minutes, 60 minutes, kind of depends how long they go there. Uh, Lauren Francom will be there with players and coaches following the selection shows check it out
0: twitter question today what was your biggest takeaway from byu's win at cincinnati at j nails 21 says even when he's less than 100 percent jamal williams is still a great runner 25 carries 92 yards and he's 92 yards closer to that next elusive byu rushing record
1: on his way to continued byu football immortality Jamal Williams is now chasing state on BYU Sports Nation. He's 549 away, so what this means is he needs 138 a game. 138 a game. So that's that's a lot. But it's Southern Utah, UMass, Utah State, and bowl game. TBD opponent. I think if Jamal can go, we were talking about this during the break, if he can go like 175 to 200 in two different games, he'd give himself a shot in the bowl game with like a 150 game or something.
0: That'd be fun.
1: That would be fun to have that.
0: The yeah. detriment will be the Southern Utah game because you don't know how much he's going to play.
1: Yeah, you'd think... He'd...
0: He doesn't need to play against Southern Utah, and he probably will rest because he's been banged up and not, sore.
1: Not playing in the Boise State game hurt a lot. Yeah. Literally, he was hurt. And it hurt his numbers and BYU. But that, there the, you have him it. Him not playing in that game was, was a huge deal for this season.
0: There you have it. BYU's all-time leading rusher already... Has had a fantastic season. He clips 1,000 a a thousand yards with the 92 against Cincinnati. Now needs an average of 137.25, so 138, to break Luke Staley's single-season rushing record.
1: Of all the dudes that have played at BYU, only four have rushed for a th- over a 1,000 twice. Jamal Williams is one of those. The others, uh, Jamal Willis, Curtis Brown, and Harvey Unga. How about that? That's awesome.
0: Jamal Williams will eclipse his own record. I think he ran 12, for 12, 30, yeah, 1233 or something 30. like that. His sophomore season. So he's going to pass that. We'll just see where he ends up by the time the bowl game is over. Hey, it's time, Jerem, that we stand accountable for our predictions that we put out on Friday. We're going for two. Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Going for two brought to you by BYU Dining Services. <laughs> Jerem thought he had equaled the score with me against hey! Cincinnati. But... Gunnar Keel! Come on! <laughs> thanks it's to actually Gunner Corbin Cafusi's fault for saying that. Yeah, thanks to Corbin Cafusi and Gunnar Keel, I-, I got one for two. Now let's let's review. My first one, and I can't, I can't believe this didn't work out. I know! <laughs> I said... BYU, okay, first of all, BYU gives up three points.
1: And it's the first three points.
0: And it's the first three. <laughs> Cincinnati gets the ball, and they go and score three. I said BYU would never trail against Cincinnati. BYU had trailed in every win this year, and oh. I thought, you know, let's be bold. Let's say they lead for the first time all season yeah. from wire to wire. Yeah and they they fell down 3 to nothing
1: and those were the only points they gave up that's unbelievable dude okay the they, second one is what gets me
0: the second one i said BYU's defense would hold cincinnati to under 100 yards rushing they
1: had they had 96 with like 8 minutes to go or something mm-hmm. and they were trailing and they just passed a bunch and i thought on that last drive i was like they got to run once they did fourth down they hand off i was like get Four yards! Get the first down! <laughs> but I couldn't have them score to get my 17. So then they, BYU stops them, and I'm like, really? Four <laughs> yards away? I thought it would equal the score.
0: Oh. Gunner Killer ran for minus 16 yards, so that played into that yeah, as well.
1: Yeah, good job, Cincinnati's J. One Jake for Heap.
0: two. I am now eight correct picks and ten incorrect picks. So eight and ten on the season.
1: Number one, I said BYU would win by 17+. plus. Yep. Nailed Good that job. one exactly yep. seventeen. Mm-hmm. Awesome, all of you. For all, thank you for all of you haters. That was for you. Number two, Taysom Hill throw for two plus touchdowns. No mm-hmm. zero passing touchdowns. Hey, throw the ball and stride to Jonah Treneman <laughs> twice or Nick Kurtz. <laughs> he has nine touchdown passes this year. Nine in nine games. Come on, man.
0: Will Taysom have two touchdown passes against Southern Utah? Who will have more touchdown passes against Southern Utah, Taysom Hill or Tanner Mangum?
1: Tanner Mangum. Maybe, maybe that'll be my going for two. So, yeah, I, I, went, I went one for one there. So you're still ahead of me. I'm 7 uh, and 11, and you are 8 and 10. Yes. I, we're bad at this, dude. We've got to get on the high side of 500. Maybe I need to gear down. I don't know. I'm thinking about it.
0: Going for two picks brought to you by BYU Dining Services. Chef-driven, student-powered. Twitter I, question today. Well, I I went for 17-plus. That's super bold, dude, that a team would win by
1: 17, like in that situation. They did. Nailed that one, but Taysom can't throw two touchdown passes?
0: He didn't need to. Not even one. He didn't need to. That's the thing. He didn't need to, and they still won the game. Well, he needed to earlier in the season. Four losses. Yeah, help a brother out here.
1: The BYU's record is nice, right? whoop de doo My going for two (laughs) picks matter.
0: Are you going to get back to 500 as well?
1: i got to go two for two this week. i got to be like, Johnny Linehan will punt once or something. <laughs>
0: like, I, I, Give Southern yourself Utah a
1: gimme. Won't a mass garner 200 yards.
0: See, I, I thought I was pretty bold with my two picks. And the never trail was good.
1: I like that one. You've cranked it up a notch. I'm glad to see should that. Should
0: I do that one again against Southern Utah? BYU will never <laughs> trail against Southern hey, Utah.
1: no! We should just... yeah.
0: Oh, and you're plus one on me.
1: Man, I haven't been above you, uh, ahead of you all season.
0: No, you haven't, and I hope to keep it that way. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, everything you may have missed over the weekend included in the Cougar Whiparound. What about those League of Legends, Jerem? Uh, uh, Lightning Bolt. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Lightning Bolt, Lightning Bolt. It's time for the Cougar
1: Whiparound. Football. Football BYU beat Cincinnati 20-3 to on Saturday in the Cougars' first-ever game in the state of Ohio, Ohio! Ohio. Taysom Hill threw for 130 yards, rushed for 75. Jamal Williams had 25 carries for 92 yards, going over 1,000 on the season. Awesome. On the defense, Francis Bernard had nine tackles and a pass breakup.
0: BYU moved up to number 32 in ESPN's Football Power Index. The Cougars' projected win-out percentage 85% with Southern Utah, UMass, and Utah State approaching. That's the highest win out percentage in the country.
1: Soccer. The fourth ranked women's team, shut out Gonzaga, six nothing on Saturday. The win secured BYU's fifth straight West Coast Conference title. Awesome. Twenty sixteen NCAA Division One Women's Soccer NCAA Tournament Field will be announced today, four thirty Eastern Time on NCAA.com. Following the selection program, BYU TV Sports Facebook page will do a live Facebook live. That's what it is. It's not taped, it's live, Spencer. After the uh, selection show with players and coaches. There you go. Volleyball.
0: 14th ring BYU women's volleyball. Beat up on St. Mary's on Saturday in a sweep. Veronica Jones-Perry had nine kills and six blocks.
1: Women's basketball. Women's team beat Division II foe Colorado Mason in an exhibition game Friday, 81-62. to Cassie Broadhead had 20 points on 8 of 9 from the field.
0: Swimming and diving. Both the men and women's team faced UNLV this weekend. The women's team lost to the Rebels. Nathan Rogers and Sean Western took Rebels. first place, however. Oh, the worst. They took first in multiple events to lift the men's team over UNLV. Cougars in the
1: PGA. I just want to bite a towel right now. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 65th at 3-under par yeah. in the Shiner's Hospitals. For children open. Watch out for those elephants.
0: Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen had five tackles in a Kansas City Chiefs win yesterday. Dennis Pitta had two catches for 14 yards for the Ravens in a win over the Steelers and Ziggy Ansah with five tackles for the Lions also in a win against the Vikings.
1: Jimmer! James Taft had 32 points for rebounds and four assists in a Shanghai Sharks win. The Sharks are now 4-0 on the season.
0: He's got to step it up if he wants to average over 40. Yeah,
1: 32 is not going to cut it. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Future guests include Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, dual-thread analyst, talking BYU football and basketball. He'll be in studio tomorrow and a new edition of Between the Lines with Kate Hansen only on BYU Sports Nation. That's right. Always fun. Always fun. Butch Powell brought it. In between, I'm excited. I, I
1: think they're doing doppelgangers or something. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Let's go with
0: doppelgangers. Yeah, Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem, give out the honors. Women's
1: soccer team, five straight West Coast Conference titles, fourth in the country. They have been awesome. Really, really good. So excited to see where they end up today in the NCAA
0: tournament. Oh, man. A number one seed would be just, amazing. Just
1: don't be in Stanford's bracket. Can we just not Ple- have yes, that please, again? Please, no.
0: Please, I don't want to see Stanford in the Sweet 16. I don't want to see Stanford. The- Period. <laughs> keep, Come on. Keep them away. We've earned it. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from BYU's win at Cincinnati? At Chad Stewart underscore 79 says, BYU can kill clock like a boss.
1: Three drives in the second half. What? That's amazing.
0: At Only Seth three? At Beck Killingbeck says, as Tom Homo said Friday, we have a great fan base and India is giving great exposure in person and on TV. Amen. Elite tweet of the day from at Stevie KG. It was finally a boring game. Thank goodness, my heart needed a rest.
1: <laughs> it's true. Thanks to Trevor Maddich and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on Twitter 24-7. Use hashtag BYUSN.
0: Hope you're having a fabulous Monday, and if not, I hope the show helped you get off to a good Monday start. Audio podcast on iTunes. Shout out to Dustin Gabriel. We'll see you tomorrow and on Facebook Live.